Hey there, it's your girl Andrea Griffin Rogers. Don't you think it's high time to wake up to some healing? To be revived from brokenness to wholeness and from pieces to peace? Well, I do. So come and join me at the Can I Get a Favorite podcast. Enjoy it. Hey guys, how are you today? I pray all is well and that this message stirs your faith and reaches you in the best of health and good energy. Today's favorite moment actually came from a conversation that I was having with the Lord and I was trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to teach on today or speak about today. And God said, bend it like Jesus. And I said, ooh, that's the favor, Lord? And said, yes, I need my people to start bending it like Jesus. And from there, I also heard, bend the knee. And I said, oh, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting, God. And so bend it like Jesus and bend the knee. Bend the knee means submitting and committing yourself to the lordship of God. So many people today say that Jesus is their savior or their lord and savior, but is he really your lord? That's a key principle. Do you live your life under the government and the command of his lordship? Or are you living your life in the way society says to live it. Does your faith reflect his lordship or does your faith reflect you? And the way you think you the lordship wants you to live your life. Let us pray. Spirit living God, we come to you right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing this moment and opportunity to share and witness to my brother and my sister. I pray that that each person receives exactly the word they need to receive in this moment speak lord your servants are listening that the glory honor and praise i keep none for myself in jesus name i pray amen all right guys so as i thought about and reflected on what the lord was saying it made me think about my own life and it's a conversation i've had with god several times in recent years in particular um just the other day actually And I was saying to God how, not really trying to compare myself, but just looking at other people's faiths and who they say that they believe. And I don't mean false religions. I mean faith in Jesus Christ. And you're saying that you believe in the Lord, but then why doesn't their faith look like my faith? And when I looked and when I had that conversation with God, I looked into his word And I saw my faith reflects a lot of the disciples and an ancient faith. And yet there's this, as they call prosperity, faith out here that says that there are no problems when you become a Christian. All things are good and well. And you're about to become as rich as the next billionaire. and, And that's it. And so that's what I mean by when I look at my faith versus everybody else's faith. Because I'm like, well, wait a minute, Jesus, something is wrong here because my faith looks like problems. It looks like issues. It looks like challenges. It looks like storms. And when I read the Bible front and back, I see the same thing. My faith looks like their faith. There's a whole chapter in Hebrews chapter 11 that talks about the great hall of faith, so to speak. And it goes down a list from Abraham onward of how these great people in 
um, this faith of believing in God and Yeshua, how they had such great character. And even when things were tough or rough in their lives, how their faith kept them going and believing that better was on the other side. And though some of them did not always see better in their lives, it still was the belief that whether I saw it or not, my, my family would see it. My kids would see it. My grandkids would see it. Like there would be the blessing, the abundance on the other, other hand or on the other end of this. And so when I read that chapter in Hebrews and I look at my own life, I'm like, well, my life kind of looks like that. Just like Job, I'll tell you guys all the time about my Job wilderness season. My life reflects Job's life in terms of all this problems and issues coming against me and storms coming against me immediately and suddenly back to back to back in my life uh, eight years ago. And it was just so crushing. And then my health took a toll and I was battling, excuse me, problems and issues in my life that I had never faced before. And so it's like, okay, again, my life and my faith is reflective of this word that says, as it says in John, that though you will have many trials and tribulations in this earth, take heart in the Lord, for he has overcome the world. And so when I hear other people talk about they've never had any problem, you've never went through anything, I just look like, well, what? I mean, I'm a little confused here because if your faith is bending it like Jesus, if your faith looks like the way Jesus did, then even Jesus came against some problems and trials and tribulations. So how have you walked through this earth scotch-free or scot-free, I've been saying that wrong, uh, not ever going through anything? And so the Lord gave me several different scriptures today to talk about and teach on um, because I was just like, God, you know, you got to explain this to the people because so many people believe that if you have problems, then you're not living your life in alignment with God's assignment for your life or that something is wrong with your faith because you're facing problems. And that's not God's word. God never said that. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. His word promises that he will stick by you, stick closer than a brother or a friend would. If he's the Lord over your life, as I was saying before, then any lordship means that they govern and cover and protect and provide for those who are under them. We have to learn how to bend it like Jesus, which means trusting in God no matter what. No matter what comes our way, no matter what paths we're taking, we have to learn to trust in the Lord. Jesus always knew he was meant to die. Jesus always knew that he was going to be crucified. He already knew that. He continued to tell his disciples for three years before it happened that this is going to happen to me. So being as though he already knew that path, Jesus could have took another path. But his famous prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane at the end says, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. It was the understanding that God is the Lord over my life. And so no matter if this path is leading me down trouble, trials, and tribulations, I'm going to go because I know that my God knows what's on the other end. He knows that this problem, this issue is going to produce victory in his name. So even though I'm walking through this valley of the shadow of death, I can fear no evil, like it says in Psalms 23, because I know that he's with me. 
I know that he provides and protects me. I know that he restores my strength. Giving honor to his name. See, these are not just empty words. They are principles. They are promises from God that says when you bend the knee like Jesus, when you submit to my will and my authority for your life, I will govern your steps according to my will and my purpose for you. And so even if you're like, well, God, I'd rather go right and God's telling you to go left. And you feel like, well, I know what's up ahead on the road that's to the right. I can clearly see all the tree line road and it's beautiful, sunny and and the path looks straight. But what you don't know is behind those trees and bushes are some wolves that are waiting for you to get on that path to attack you. But God knows because he can see what you can't see. And so if he's telling you to go a different route, it's because he knows where he's taking you. Will you bend the knee like Jesus and allow the pruning and the process and, dare I say, even if it's a detour, to happen in your life? It's going to produce the best fruit for your life. God knows what he's doing. Trust in the navigator. I always talk about the GPS. Trust in your good positioning shepherd because he knows what's in store for you and he knows the plans he has for you. It says in Psalms 19:7, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. We don't have to trust in our own strength or in the way we think we should go. We can turn to our Lord and Savior. And his Holy Spirit is the helper. It will give us direction, telling us which way to go. It says in Proverbs 14, and there's a few scriptures I want to touch on in Proverbs 14 because it was just so good and God was speaking to me through them. And so be bear with me as I get through it. Proverbs 14, verse 2 starts with those who follow the right path, fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path, despise him. Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. There's a path before each person. That seems right, but it ends in death. Only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Simpletons are clothed with foolishness, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. If you plan to do evil, you will be lost. However, if you plan to do good, you will receive unfailing love and faithfulness. Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Godliness makes a nation great. But sin is a disgrace to any people. A king rejoices in wise servants, but is angry with those who disgrace him. And again, that's Proverbs 14, taking a few scriptures from that. How bendable is your faith? Is it like Jesus, where God can take you on either path, bend you forwards and backwards, and you will just trust and say, not my will, but your will be done. 
Or is it rigid and stiff and hard to bend? Because you are standing in your own stubbornness and your own ways of thinking, believing that you know what's best for your life. God knows what's best for your life. And so you may be going through a storm or a challenge right now. You may be in a detour right now and it doesn't seem like you're going anywhere. It doesn't seem like God has a plan because you don't understand it. But he says in Isaiah 55 that my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. So the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. It's the understanding that, again, he knows what's up ahead. You cannot see from the eagle's eye what what he can see. You're at chicken level, so to speak. A chicken is on the ground. It doesn't fly as high as an eagle does. So it cannot see above the clouds and down on earth as God can. So don't stay in your chicken mindset and think that, well, because I'm down on the ground, I can see everything. The eagle, God, is up ahead, flying higher than you and knows what's up ahead above you on the road just a few miles ahead. So if he's telling you to stop, be still, turn right, turn left, detour, don't go ahead. Red light, red light. Take that alerting call as your signal from the Lord and heed it. Bend like Jesus and say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And so I wanted today's message to be just a quick teaching moment that we have to take our instructions from the Lord and not just standing in our own understanding. Not just getting in our own way thinking we know what's best. We don't. But God does. Last scripture says in John 13. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again. This is Jesus. And he sat down and he asked his disciples, do you understand what I was doing? And just to paraphrase, just to pause real quick. This is the scripture where Jesus washes the disciples' feet at Last Supper. It wasn't just about because their feet were dirty from the walking they did. It was to teach them a, a lesson that they can take further in life and use it in order to interact with other people. And so Jesus continues, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that's what I am. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. When we know better, we do better. And in knowing better means reading and studying God's word, as it says in Joshua 1.8, meditating on it day and night. It's about renewing your mind to transform your heart. The Holy Spirit wants to do a new thing in your heart. But how can he if you are not meditating on God's word day and night? And there may be some, some of you that's like, well, listen, Andrea, I've been studying God's word and I don't see no nothing happening in my life. Baby, calm down. Take a deep breath. OK, we'll stop for a moment because I was there, too. There came a time in my walk where I didn't feel like I was seeing any fruit. But one thing that I learned from my mentor is that you never see fruit when a seed is planted in the ground. It's not a tree yet. 
right now it's in the ground receiving the nutrients it needs, the water it needs, the sunlight it needs. But while it's in the ground covered in dirt, there are roots being produced down under, underneath the seed. So the seed can't see up ahead because there's something happening on the uh, on the down under. But the planter knows what's happening, so it doesn't dig the seed up just yet because it doesn't see a plant yet, because then it see, doesn't see a tree yet. It knows that there's a work being done in the ground. There are roots being produced in the ground. The same thing goes with God's word. If you're studying God's word and you feel like you're not seeing any change in your life, there's seeds being planted in you. Every word you read and study is a new seed being planted inside of you that is growing roots first before it will sprout up and out through the dirt to produce fruit. But even when it starts sprouting out, it only is a little bit, a little piece of shoot. It still has to grow more and mature more. And then when it comes time, it will be a tall tree bearing fruit that's good and replenishing for your soul. But it starts off small first. That's why Jesus talks about a mustard seed faith. It's about taking the small first, working with little you have, trusting that it's producing something big and greater in your life. Even if you can't see it right away, that's okay. Trust that God is doing a work in you. Continue studying, continue reading, continue meditating. And then also go to God and pray. Because I had to do that as well. I had to go to God and pray and say, Lord, teach me what I need to know. Help me understand your word. Because I did not understand it. Even in the New Living Translation, I still was not really grasping how it applied to my life. But I had to welcome in the Holy Spirit to help me understand what I was reading. And more and more, as I allowed the work to be done in me, I then started to see how I was applying the word every day. How, unbeknownst to me, there were times when the enemy might attack me with a negative thought and a scripture would come out of my mouth. I didn't even know what scripture it was, but it was God's word coming out of my mouth to refute that negative thought that came. You don't know how God's word is going to produce fruit in your life, but you have to continue to study and meditate, trusting that it will. That's what it means to bend it like Jesus. That whether you know the whole plan or you don't, still trusting that it's not about your own will being done, but God's will being done. And then being bendable, being flexible to his will and his calling, knowing that he's not going to lead you astray. He knows the plans he has for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You have to trust that God is orchestrating your steps. You haven't missed your assignment. You are right on time. You are right in alignment if you are allowing God to do a new work in you. Don't be rigid in your faith, but live your faith out loud like Jesus. Not according to society standards, but according to God's biblical principles and his kingdom standards. And so I pray this message stirs your faith and gives you something to think about and to start working on yourself in. Give these things to the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to do a new work in your heart. Transform your mind by continuing to study God's word. Meditating on it day and night. It is your shield. 
It is your bread of life. Jesus is your flowing water. And I said before, the Holy Spirit is the breath that you need each and every day to survive. You need all three. And so when the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord our God be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. I want to thank you for listening to the Can I Get a Favorite podcast. We're just starting this new venture. If all new opportunities will come, help us continue to grow. Your travel donations and contributions helps keep this podcast going. Here are some ways in which you can give your seed. You can click one of the links in the description, or you can download the Cash app or Venmo app. And if you go to the Cash app, you can find me at Andrea G's. That's Cash app at Andrea G's, and you spell that A-N-D as in dog, R-E-A-G-E-E-S. Again, that's A-N-D-R-E-A-G-E-E-S, as in Sam. Or you can go on the Venmo app and find me at Andrea Griffin Rogers. That's the Venmo app at Andrea Griffin Rogers, and you spell that A-N-D as in dog, R-E-A-G-R-I-F-F as in Frank, I-N as in Nancy, R-O-G-E-R-S as in Sam. So either download the Cash app and find me at Andrea G's or the Venmo app and find me at Andrea Griffin Rogers. I want to thank you for your C's, donations, and contributions. God bless you and take care.